just finished her shift as an emergency dispatcher when she saw an ambulance pass her on the way home. With a strange feeling about it, she turned around and went to the local emergency room. I soon got the call that her husband was in that ambulance and didn't make it. So I left for the hospital and when I walked into the room, here was a 54-year-old man dead on the gurney. One of his daughters was bent over her dad's chest, crying out, Dad, don't leave me. Don't go. It's too soon. And she looked up, saw me standing there, and began to curse. Get out of here. You have no right to be here, you blankety-blank. What's your problem? As I walked out, she followed me all the way down the hall, screaming at me as if I had killed her dad myself. sometimes take some awful turns that we seem very unready to handle. Life Journeys is about helping make sense out of those times that can seem over the top and leave us in shock. I'm Terry Hardica and today we're going to talk about the worst of times becoming the groundwork for the best of times. I think that has a lot of traction and is a deep need for today, this year, 2020. When we lose a loved one, especially when we feel that we still deeply needed a lot of nurture from them, it can be devastating. Life seldom comes in neat little packages, but those broken times can become windows into the heart of God. I knew the young lady's rage was a heart cry for the love of a father. She was lashing out at God, and I was the closest one she knew to vent at. You see, our hearts are hungering for the love of God, something that is so much bigger than we can imagine. That's why so many people act out. We've been created in such a way that our soul hungers greatly for the rest that only Jesus can give us. We have been created, you see, to be fulfilled by God himself. That's why Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light, and you will find rest for your souls. I said the other day that God led me to seek for the kind of healing faith that would bring rest. I too found out the hard way that I needed love, far more than I knew. As I thought of His grace, and then of the law of God, and then wondered about where I really stood with Him. I thought about when He planned to create the world and man, and, and wondered why. Was it for fellowship? In his heart and intentions, he didn't merely want to have a civilization that he could rule over, judge, discipline, and cause to be deeply tested. He didn't have the law in mind to bring us to task. His heart was to be gracious, to father us, and to give us all of himself in his kingdom. At the end of the day, he is loving, gracious, and very, very giving. He wants to rule with us, to teach us and bring an eternal life of increase in glory. This is God. 
He is not against us. And nothing that we've ever done, ever sinned, or ever doubted will change who he is. Nothing. We have got to learn to measure him only by the revelation of who he is, not who we are or who our earthly fathers were. When we inevitably fail, we're like sponges looking for love to restore us. Though we do fail, his love will never diminish. He knows exactly what's in man as a fallen creature. He understands us far, far more than we could ever even imagine ourselves. He doesn't look at us and say, Wow, that sin of yours has taken me off guard, and I'm surprised and disappointed in you. Yes, he has wrath for every sin, and he is perfect in holiness and majesty, and no stain will ever enter heaven. Yes, we are a fallen race, but he loved us still and sent his Son to make a way for us to be with him when there was no way. Listen, we are restored through faith to the place in his heart where he wanted us to exist and to be with him for eternity. Though he will indeed pour out wrath on the rejecting world and he will send them to hell forever, he is not doing it out of any sense of willing satisfaction. It is in fact his love that triggers his wrath. Love detests that which destroys its objects of that love. How would you feel if someone enticed your daughter to sin to the point that she forsook her faith and spent eternity in hell? How would you react to that person? That is where wrath comes from. Never think that God is against you or is harboring ill will towards you. The love of God is pure and it only flashes when someone willfully determines to corrupt another of his created souls. God is love. That's his rest for you. That's his yoke. Believe. To doubt his will for you is to doubt his love, his perfect, unlimited love. Nothing, the Bible says, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. No devil, no famine, no sin, no person, no failure, no past history, no temptation, persecution, or trial shall be able to keep God's love away. Because it is divine. Deity itself, by definition of what makes God God, is unlimited in height, depth, breath, power, and knowledge of all things. He has and is divine love, not like men's love. That's his yoke. To say we can or should or haven't earned it, which implies we thought we could, is to put extreme limits on his love. His love simply exists like the breath of the universe, and to doubt it is like thinking our actions, thoughts, or existence could extinguish the existence of the stars, the galaxies, and all that he has made. The heavens simply exist as long as he says they do. This is his yoke. The outer limit of the universe has not even been seen because its expanse declares the greatness of who God is in his love. Not a lifetime of every sinner who ever lived could even dent this love. How much less extinguish it. Israel rebelled against God for hundreds of years 
And at one point, he said, I'll deliver you no more. Yet when they prayed, he turned and delivered them again. Then after millenniums of this, Israel said, How have you ever loved us? God answered with his son. We must never equate God's love of us as in any way similar to our quick-tempered willingness to say, Forget you. He has endured thousands of years of you. One more you in this world isn't going to dent his mercy for you. Rest, accept his yoke of gentleness. Thank you.